by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. The Goblet of Fire. I know, (laughs) it's not fun. I love it when it does that. That's the name of the chapter. That's the name of the chapter. Oh, wait, sorry. Not the name. (laughs) That's the name of the book. Well, that was right. It is the name of the chapter. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, so before we get started, I just want to apologize for the poor quality last week. Our fan was so annoying, and I didn't even realize how annoying it was with the clicking. And we have it on right now, but it's not clicking, fortunately. So if it starts clicking, we will turn it off, because it was so bad last week. So I do apologize about that. But I also wanted to bring up, I got a plant. I bought a plant today, and I literally bought it, and I was like, I feel like I have a long bottom right now. I was like, I'm going to be a good plant parent, just like Neville Longbottom. Daisy, you're such a good person. You're fostering a home for this poor plant. I know, for this poor plant. It's actually right here, Vaughn. Do you want to see it? Hashtag peace, love, and plants. I know, <laughs> peace, love, and plants. <laughs> Isn't it kind of nice, Vaughn? And then my friend- I mean, it's a plant. My friend painted the plot, the pot that it's in for me. So, first of so all, can you name like- me? can you name the plant? Actually, I can, because the name is on the, uh, the out- <laughs> exterior- of the plant and it says it is a goldfish candy corn p and w whatever p and w is i don't know but and, and what goldfish is, candy corn and what is the scientific name of this plant goldfish candy corn as the scientific name. i don't know yeah so hmm. i was just i was i was um i was channeling neville longbottom when i bought that plant for myself Ten dollars, what a steal what a steal but it was it was it was worth it because i get to be like neville longbottom so you're just like him, Daisy. On with the chapter. How did you feel about this chapter? I will say I loved this chapter. So much fun. I really loved it. I really liked my part of the chapter. My my part of the chapter was so was like the interesting part. Mm-hmm. I think I said this last episode, but like honestly, I'm getting super pumped for this book. Just the fact that like all these the kids are arriving, like it's you know, everything's gonna go up from here. Mm-hmm. And then someone is going to get hurt and then it just goes down because then I feel sad so (laughs) Vaughn's making a sad face um but I love this book so much and I think that this chapter really marks like the beginning of that that uh like the main plot that ascent yeah into the main plot which is just like after reading Chamber of Secrets it's good finally we're hitting like the darker plot which is just, I'm so excited for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, first sentence. I don't believe it, Ron said in a stunned voice as the Hogwarts students filed back up the steps behind the party from Durmstrang. Crumb, Harry! Victor Crumb! All of the students headed to the Great Hall. A lot of them were trying to get a better look at Crumb or looking for Quill so that he could sign something for them. Do you think you would be this excited, Vaughn? Uh, if I was a Quidditch fan. But, like, in real life, I'm not even a real sport fan, so I probably wouldn't I'm be that excited. Either. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Like, say it's Tom Brady like, came to Dublin, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't either. He's not that important. Like, I don't watch football. Our parents watch football. Good for them. They like, they, I don't know if they like Tom Brady. They like, they like football players. I don't really care about football players because I don't know them. So, I guess it would be, like, what you're saying. But I think because Quidditch is basically your only entertainment in the wizarding world i guess it's kind of like that like everyone's a quidditch fan or it's just like just because he's so well known that everyone knows who victor crumb is mm-hmm. and everyone wants his autograph they all sat in the great hall the bowbatten students sat at the ravenclaw table and ron tried to make room for the Durmstrang students who ended up with the slytherins um so you know how sometimes we talk about how hogwarts feasts are basically the same as hogwarts dinners yeah. What's the difference between a Hogwarts dinner and a Hogwarts feast? That's why, okay, I come to a conclusion. I've come to a conclusion, and it's the right conclusion, I'm pretty sure. My conclusion is that, um, first of all, at a feast, there's more food options, but that's not the main difference. The main difference is that Dumbledore does not stand up and talk to the students at regular dinner. And I think really what how regular dinners are is, like, it's a time block. It's, like, okay, 5 to 6 p.m. is dinner. And that's when the food's going to be there, and you can come anytime between then and get your food. But then after six, it's gone. But I think a feast is like a set time. It's like, here's when the feast starts, here's when it ends, you know? Here's when dinner starts, here's when it ends. You cannot arrive late. I think that's how it is. That's your conclusion? Yeah. 
That's and I think it's the right one. If I do have a conclusion to say so myself. Do you have a better conclusion? I think your conclusion was a really good conclusion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the Durmstrang students looked happier than the boat battens. They were staring up at the ceiling and examining the gold dinnerware with interest. I can imagine is them this, just... Is this, real, is this real gold? Is this real... Why didn't they use rolls gold? Why didn't they use diamonds? Exactly. I can... Guys, it whispers to the next person, you guys are so poor. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Don't throw up on me. Don't throw up on me. <laughs> I'm sure you listeners are so like the audio. I can just imagine the audio from your side right now. I couldn't breathe just for a second there. <laughs> Get it all out. Basically what happened is I took a sip of water. I took a sip of water You're right like, when Vaughn. You're like choking <laughs> on your spit right now. I basically am. I took a sip of water right <laughs> when Vaughn said that, and it made me choke really. Yeah, it to me a lot. Then it just goes up <laughs> in my nose, and it burns. I literally could not breathe. I was going, <laughs> and not getting any air. <laughs> that hurt. Like when when that happens to me, all the all the all the like the the drink I'm drinking like goes up into my nose. Yeah, that was and it just of, burns. That was kind of traumatizing, a little bit scary. <laughs> but you guys got to experience that fear right along with me. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say that I can imagine Germany students like staring up at the ceiling like they've never seen the night sky before. They're like, we're actually just kept in the dungeons with chains on. So, so this is have... what the sky looks like. <laughs> so this is what it looks like. This is what all those books are describing. Filch set up a few more chairs mm-hmm. at the staff table, and then the teachers became fi- began filing in. All of the Bovatin students stood and didn't sit down until Madame Maxime, Maxime had been seated. And I also assume that... um teachers don't have to come to dinner when like at a certain time it can just be like whenever they want at regular dinners but then for feasts they probably get in a line because it says filing in they probably mm-hmm. get in like a line also i imagine if like madame maxine like sits on sits down on the corner of like a bench or like yeah. near the end of a bench it like it just like the other end just like flies up a little and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so um Dumbledore stood and welcomed everyone to Hogwarts. Oh, this is so amazing. We're being welcomed to Hogwarts. He said that after dinner, the tournament would officially be open. He sat down and the plates in front of them filled, which is like the most exciting thing when there's so... This is like the best thing about Thanksgiving is that there's so much food that you can just load your plate up and there's going to be more. So if you want more, this makes it sound like I'm in love with food desperately and I just, all I do is eat. But that Thanksgiving is the one time of year where it's okay to eat with your eat as much as you can possibly uh-huh. fill, hold. Well, that and Christmas. So, um, yeah, it just seems so fun. But, I wish I went to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I'm just imagining the Boban students when they see the food. You guys don't eat dragon meat? You guys don't eat dragon meat? <laughs> I also, maybe, I wonder if their portion sizes are as big as ours. Because I'm pretty sure American portion sizes are like, what's a... What's a good word for huge? Um, we have a ginormous fantastic. Ginormous fantastic portion <laughs> sizing. It's a ginormous French dinner portion. French dinner portion. We're gonna see what comes up. Okay, a French dinner portion. Let's see. Uh-huh. Okay, so it doesn't look like they eat that much for dinner. Okay, so we're looking at fish and chips around the world. United States look disgusting. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Okay, so these are, like, the portions. In the United States, it's uh, it's probably the second lowest. Germany's the second highest. France is is middle. Yeah. And and then England is the highest. Well, English just has a big fish. Yeah, and and England doesn't even have peas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what the heck is with that? No vegetables, England. Yeah, so it's not really coming up with a good French um, French portion size, but my aunt lived in, or our aunt lived in France for a couple of years, and she told me that French dinners can take anywhere from, like, an hour to two hours, 
because people really like to just sit around and talk at French dinners, even though they're already done eating. So, yeah. Some of the dishes were foreign, and Hermione said that one of them was Billabos. Let's have Google translate that, shall we? Billabos. Yeah, I don't know how you would say that. Bill Boolyboss. Not, not, okay, hold on, okay. Bulgarian, why is it the Bulgarian? I don't know, hold on, I have to type this in, okay. Translate from French, okay, let's have it say it. Wait, French to English. Not to, okay, hold on. I'm having a difficult time with this, it's probably the worst listening experience for you guys when we're typing stuff in. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Ew, no, I clicked on a picture. Oh, wait, yeah. I wanted to show you guys, well, not you guys, but I wanted to show Vaughn a picture mm-hmm. of it because mm-hmm. it actually doesn't look bad. It's basically like a, a shrimp soup type of I thing. I love shrimp, so you got, my, uh, you got my attention. Yeah, I think that we really what we need to do is we need to go to a French restaurant. Bouillabaisse. 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 Let's say it. Bouillabaisse. Why does it say it so drawn out? Booyah-bess. 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 So, booyah-bess. Okay. I think what we really need to do, Vaughn, here's my plan uh-huh. for us. I think that we need to go to a French restaurant, and we need to try French food so that we can feel like we're French from Bo Batons, Okay. And then we need to find a Bulgarian restaurant and have a Bulgarian meal and then cry because the food from Bulgaria probably isn't good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just made that up. But we should do that. Hold on. And we can vlog it. I'm not going to France. No, we don't have to go to France. There are French I don't think there's a Bulgarian. I don't think there's a Bulgarian restaurant here. We'll see. But there's a French um, bakery near us. And I really, for an analysis, I really want to go there and get there's some French some- food. There's stuff so that we can for- try it. There's some foreign food that I don't like at all. Cause like one time like my what? family went to like a Chinese restaurant, and one of the one of the options was pig stomach. Pig I, stomach. I didn't have it, but I doubt that was a Chinese restaurant. It's kind of random. It, we were in like downtown Ch- or like uh like Chinatown. What? We took like a train. We took. Like, oh a, yeah, like, we a train. yeah that might have we actually. To, to okay, yeah, I remember that now. And yeah. like and like we went to that. Like, little Chinese restaurant. It that wasn't was good. so good, though. It wasn't no, good. No, no, The orange chicken was on point. That was so good. Okay. It, it just, uh, yeah. Vaughn's bon, just used to Panda Express. But, listen, but like, I don't, oh, my God. I didn't like the food. Okay. That's okay. But I think that we should go to a French. My plan, currently, is to go to a French bakery and get, like, two or three different things for us to try. Uh-huh. Like, uh, macaroons. Um, uh no no macaroons i hate macaroons. okay that doesn't mean you don't you don't have to try it you still have to try i'm not i'm not having those i love doing taste tests on this podcast they're the funnest things like ever so if there's something you guys want us to try that's from france or something just you know just let us know okay about 20 minutes into their dinner Hagrid took a seat at the end of the table Harry yelled to ask if the Scroots were doing all right, and Hagrid said that they were thriving and i just put in parentheses three question marks because how was in the movie, it makes Harry look so far away from the staff table. Like, it is clear across, it is clear across, like, so, like, a hundred feet, you know? But like the this, entire, the entire Great Hall hears Harry. And this, somehow, Harry's yelling to Hagrid, and he hears them. I know, right? And then the entire hall hears Harry, he's like, how are the Scroots doing? Hagrid and then Hagrid screams back. <laughs> They're thriving. And okay, so I didn't write this in my notes, but later in the chapter, he says that the Scroots have been killing each other. Oh my gosh, love that. That's amazing. They're thriving. <laughs> They're definitely thriving mm-hmm. on each other. <laughs> yeah, on each other. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how Harry is close enough for Hagrid to hear him. You know. Okay, so a girl from Bobatons came to their table and asked if they were done with their booyabes. Booyabes. <laughs> Ron stared wildly at her, and Harry pushed the dish towards her and said that she could have it. She left with the food, and Ron said that she was a vila. They saw several boys around the hall turn their heads toward her and go temporarily speechless, just like Ron had. 
And I'm like Harry? confused a little bit here because Harry wasn't speechless. You know? Like it seems like Ron's all like jaw dropped and Harry was able to talk to her, you know? Ron couldn't even respond to Fleur, but Harry was all like, Oh yeah, just take it. Like we don't need it. Um what what is the deal? I think Harry just like looked away because he knew what would happen. You think so? Like, because, like, of what Ron had, and he pushed it towards her. He didn't, like, pick it up and hand it towards her. Oh. He just pushed it toward, like, near Yeah, her. maybe she, he just doesn't think she's, like, that, like, pretty or something. I don't know. It's just weird that it's just described as, like, several other boys also turn their heads, but then Harry didn't, because mm-hmm. Harry was able to process. Yeah, so Hermione basically tries to change the subjects and points out that two more people had arrived to the staff table. Ludo Bagman and Barty Crouch. We love him. He's so great. Um, just kidding. You'll you'll see. She said that they had probably organized the tournament. When the dessert came, they again saw unfamiliar foods. French desserts are on point. Those are so good. Vaughn, you've had um, I, I, eclairs, right? Eclairs. Yeah, you've had eclairs. Uh, maybe once. Those frozen, sure. those frozen things, right? That have the um. We get them frozen because we're American, and then we let them defrost. And they're just, like, bread with chocolate on top, and then they're filmed, filled with cream. I have no fine, idea we had them for my birthday. I've never had eclairs. Okay, fine. Whatever. But the, those are super good. I don't know if cream puffs are French. Do you think they are? I do, you think do not know, because I do not research the French culture. Imagine if Vaughn did. Culture. Imagine if Vaughn did. Well, I mean, I know you regularly... Research the English I am culture. taking French in class. Uh, a profit is filled a profit A profit Yes, it is French. A cream puffs is French. Definitely love cream puffs. Those are super good. En français. Wait, what was I even saying here? Front. What? Front. What is that? Front. What is that? Front. France. 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 It's called France. I don't think that's how you say France. France. <laughs> if you guys can see Vaughn's face when you say France. France. Honestly, though, if you could see Vaughn's face. Okay. <laughs> I can't stop. France. France. Okay, 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 now. When he finished, uh. <laughs> Come on, we gotta. This bit is taking too long. Please. I know. Okay. I just need to compose myself, okay? Once they finished, Dumbledore again stood. Vernon George were concentrating on his every word. He said that the moment had come for the Tri Wizard Tournament. I'm so excited! He introduced a little bagman and Barty Crouch. He said that they would be on the judges' panel along with himself. Madame Maxime and Professor Karkaroff. Dumbledore asked Filch to bring the casket. Okay. First of all, if they're the judges, don't you think that's a little biased? I was just gonna say that. The only one who I can see not being biased is Dumbledore. Other than that, Madame Maxime's gonna vote for Floor. Yeah, you guys know who wins. Yeah, F- or not who wins. Who plays? Okay, the so it's sometimes in the events, there's like points where like they have to like decide if like that was like this thing that somebody did was like legal in the yeah. game, and it isn't. Yeah, it is biased, and you know I just don't know how Dumbledore, like Barty Crouch, or Ludo Bagman didn't come up with that. I guess maybe Ludo Bagman and Barty Crouch are there to keep the unbiased um, opinions like there. Dumbledore said that there will be three tasks throughout the school year. Three champions will compete, one from each school, and will be selected by the Goblet of Fire. He tapped the casket, which opened, and pulled out a wooden cup that was filled with blue-white flames. Anyone who wanted to submit their name had to write it down on a piece of paper and drop it into the cup, which is so cool. That's the funnest way to enter a contest. Not that I've ever done it, but imagine if that was real. Mm -hmm. Everyone had 24 hours, and tomorrow night, Halloween, the champions would be selected. What if someone was sick, and they couldn't put their name in because they were in the hospital wing in a coma, but they really wanted to participate despite them being in a coma? Enter your astral. Your astral. I don't don't know why I said it like that. Astral. I don't don't know why I said it like that. Just enter your astral form, and you gotta take your your magical crystals, rub them on your piece of paper, (laughs) Then bam, you can hold it, and then you drop it in. Okay. 
in your astral form. <laughs> I don't know why I said astral. Astral? Okay. Dumbledore said that he was going to draw an... In- oh, wait. Yeah, Dumbledore said that he was going to draw an invisible line around the cup. Nobody under the age of 17 could enter the tournament. The tournament is not to be taken lightly. Anyone who is chosen enters a binding magical contract. So they have to be wholeheartedly prepared to play. Now, what happens if they don't follow the binding magical contract? Death. Death? Do you think that's actually what happens, though? Um, imprisonment, Azkaban. But it says a binding magical contract, and a magical contract probably isn't the same as a regular contract. It's probably, like, literally something is going to happen to you physically if you don't do this. And also, there's no I way for us to stop it. that's a little strange. They're, f- you, you, like, in, in, like, our world, there's no such contract that, oh, that forces you to do something incredibly dangerous. Yeah, but in the wizarding world, there is. So, that's the wizarding world. Kinda not pop. Kinda sus. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We um, have to bring out the S word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't use the S word lightly here, okay? <laughs> um, Dumbledore said goodnight and they left the Great Hall. The trio reached the doors at the same time as Kirkroff, who noticed Harry and stopped. Mad Eye suddenly said, Yeah, that's Harry Potter. Kirker said, You. And Dumb- Moody said, Me. And that, unless. <laughs> what? <laughs> And that unless he had anything to say to Potter, he was blocking the door. You. Me. And unless you have anything to say, I don't understand. Okay, basically, Karkaroff said, you, to Moody. And Moody was like, yeah, me. And then he told him to get out of the way. You understand that, guys. I know you do. Oh, I get it. The trio got up early for breakfast and weren't the only ones. A lot of students were examining the Goblet of Fire, which was on the stool that normally had the sorting hat. What was that? (laughs) It was nothing. Okay. (laughs) Ron asked if anyone had put their names in, and a third-year girl said that all of of Durmstrang had earlier in the morning. Harry said if it were him, he would do it when no one else was around. That's a little suspicious. (laughs) I'll be the first to say it. Um, The trio heard Fred, George, and Lee Jordan sounding very excited. Fred said that they had taken an aging potion. Hermione said that Dumbledore would have thought of that. Fred said that he would go first. Said, 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 said. said. I was just thinking that. That was a lot of saids. All right. Time for my notes, baby. (laughs) Baby. Scroll down. Fred's... Oh, no. Went down too far. One down two. Okay, you don't have to click and drag. <laughs> Fred stepped over the line and started to celebrate, thinking that it had worked. I can imagine him doing and the it, little lad dance. <laughs> and it didn't even say that he put his name in the goblet. Actually, it just said he stepped over the line. And they started celebrating, thinking that it had worked before Fred and George. No, he didn't put his name in. He just kind of like was over the line. Oh, yeah, just because the age line. And then he was like doing the little lad dance, singing berries and cream, and then. They started to celebrate, thinking that it had worked, before Fred and George were flung away from the circle and grew long, white beards. Everyone laughed, and Dumbledore entered and told them that they should go to Madame Pomfrey, who was already working on other students. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Especially if you're a girl and you get this long beard, that's the worst. Harry, Martin, and Hermione walked over to Dean and Seamus, who were discussing who had put their names in the goblet. They threw out the names of Warranting from Slytherin and Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory, represent, right? Gotta represent, gotta represent Hufflepuff. You know the true, who the true Hogwarts, who the true Hogwarts champion should have been? What? Who? Colin the Man Creepy. Yeah, I agree. It should have been Colin the Man Creepy, even though he's only 12, no, 13. No, you know what? It should have been Dennis the Man Creepy. Even though he's only 11, he's strong. He's mighty. He's you know, smart. The, Dennis and Colin could have just made a spell to, to, to merge themselves and increase their age. Double. <laughs> 11 plus 13, 24. Let's go. Yo, okay, well, let's go. They're in. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, just I almost then, started reading it for you. Just then, Angelina Johnson entered, and she said that she had, ent- and that she, she said that she had entered their name. Uh, after that, they decided that they would go to visit Hagrid. So Hermione went to grab her spew badges and have them join. <laughs> oh my god! And just, you know, from, from now on, I'm just going to refer to S-P-E-W as spew, because I don't want to have to say S-P-E-W every I get single it. time. Yeah, I get it. I'm just going to say spew. Uh, while Harry and Ron waited- What if I made you say, um, society, 
or students for the protection of elfish welfare. I What if I made you say that every single time? Oh, that's um, horrible. She grabbed her society for the protection of elfish welfare badges <laughs> and have them join every time. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. Uh, while Harry Long waited, they saw the Bowbatten students put their names in the goblet. Hermione got back and then went to Hagrid's hut and knocked on his door. Uh, when he answered, he was wearing a suit and had tried to slick his hair back with axle grease. Oh my gosh. Imagine. That, yeah. That's disgusting. And it didn't even work. It didn't? Yeah, his hair was just still like a little It's crazy. like in the movie, you know, when okay. he does it and it's just the top that works and <laughs> yeah. everything else is all poofy. They sat down at a table and Hagrid started making tea and talking about how amazing the first task in Tribes of Tournament were going to be. Well, really, while we're on the, the topic of tea, really quickly, I just want to say that the best tea, if you're trying to get into tea and you don't know what flavor to try, the best flavor, in my opinion, is the Topsy Turvy Blend from Disneyland. Or It's so good. It's black tea and it has the Cheshire Cat on it. And it's $10 if you go to Disneyland and get it. But it's like $30 from Amazon. So I recommend if you ever, if you have like, if you live by downtown Disney, go there and get it. If you have a cousin who lives by downtown Disney, have them ship it to you. Get it somehow because it's so good. Um, also, or you could take my advice and you could just not get any tea at all. Because, because that's like worked tea. out for Vaughn. Yeah, I do not like tea. Have you ever tried it though? You have not we tried. did in we, an episode. I know, but we did it wrong, okay? Uh, we did it wrong. <laughs> okay, no, we didn't do it wrong. I'm just kidding. But you haven't tried my Topsy. Lies. You haven't tried my Topsy Turvy blend. Uh-huh. And that's the best. Uh, when Hermione asked if Hagrid would join Spew, uh, Hagrid refused, and they got into an argument about how so. She's just asking for it every time. I know, right? And she just can't expect Hagrid to join. Hagrid went to put on what he called cologne, but scrubbed it off after the trio thought it smelled bad. What did they think it, what did, what it was it? I don't know, they just thought it smelled bad. Oh, okay. Hagrid saw uh, Madame Maxine and went into the Great Hall with Maxime, her. Maxime, Maxime. And, like, before he went to the Great Hall, he was like, uh, we're, he was like, he told the trio, like, we're gonna go in together. And then he walks uh-huh. outside to scrub it off, and then he sees her, and then goes in with her instead of the trio. And just, like, oh my on. gosh. The trio fought. The trio followed and noticed... Oh, wait. I forgot to mention this. Uh, the trio finally realized that Hagrid likes Madame Maxine. Oh, finally, yeah. The trio followed and noticed the goblin was now in front of Dumbledore's chair. You spelled this so dangerously wrong. Dumb... Dumbledore... <laughs> Dumbledore! Dumbledore's chair. Dumbledore's chair. Uh, Dumbledore walked to the podium and said that the goblet was nearly ready to make a decision for champion. And that the champions would first need to enter a room adjacent to the Great Hall to receive their first instructions. Uh, the goblet's fire turned red, and a piece of parchment popped out, and Dumbledore read it. Yo, I'm so excited. Yo! 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 <laughs> he said that uh, Durmstrang's champion would be Victor Crumb. Yeah! I wasn't expecting that at all. Victor Crumb. Bonnie keeps spelling Victor Crumb wrong. There's, there's no C. Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. Do that again. Say that again. Victor. Victor. Victor Crumb. Victor. Victor. Okay. Come, Victor. <laughs> what? Another paper popped out reading Fleur Delacour from Bow Battens. One more popped out reading Cedric Diggory from Hogwarts. Dumbledore Yay! was in the middle of talking some sort of, uh, some sort of sappy, you guys need to encourage your, your, your teammates. I your love you all. You guys are all the best. That sort of thing. You. And then that the goblet turns red again. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, one last paper came out. Last sentence. And Dumbledore cleared his throat and read out, Harry Potter. Was it calmly? Did he calmly say, Harry, did you put your name in the Harry, goblet of fire? Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? How did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? When in real, when in reality, he said, "Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire?" Dumbledore said calmly. I've seen this YouTube clip. It's just like a clip of like people zoom, like a guy zooming in on like uh, the book, part of the book where it said Dumbledore. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Dumbledore said calmly. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, he the plays movie. the clip. Yeah. Okay, so on to movie goofs. Uh, around 16 minutes, when watching the arrival of the Bobatons contingent, a stagecoach 
coach pulled by seven winged horses, the Hogwarts students are looking in different directions. Some are still looking at the sky, some looking down, others looking straight into the front camera. <laughs> Love that. Now I want to rewatch it. That They're looking into the camera. <laughs> They're looking into the camera. They're like, I can see you watching me. Uh, at around 16 minutes, when Headmaster Dumbledore is announcing the arrival of the Bobatons and Durmstrang Academies, Filch is seen running towards Dumbledore to warn him of the arrivals. In one scene, it shows that Filch has run at least 20 feet past Ron and Harry. In the next scene, the camera pulls to a closer shot, in which it shows Harry and Ron are startled to see Filch just run past. I love Filch in the movies because he always does that thing where he runs. You know, he like runs uh. really... Chill, students, he, students he, out of bed. He walks students in the corridor. Also, he also runs like he has a broken leg or something. <laughs> yeah. At around 18 minutes, when the Boban students enter the opening feast, Seamus is sitting behind Juan on the near side of the table. After Moody, Moody enters and fixes the ceiling, he is sitting next to Hermione and Ginny on the far side of the table. What does that mean? Moody fixes the ceiling. Does he like, uh, change the weather? No, it's like where like when Moody entered for some reason, like it started raining and like lightning happened uh-huh. for some odd reason. I, <laughs> okay. I, I it doesn't even explain where that happened. Yeah, he just like uses his wand and zaps the ceiling and it fixes. Oh, okay. At around eighteen minutes, Dumbledore introduces the Bulgarian sons of Durmstrang from the north. Bulgaria is far south of England, just above Greece and Turkey. But Durmstrang School is not in Bulgaria. It is in the Arctic Circle with a diverse clientele, including Bulgarians and Germans. Which doesn't really tell me if that's correct, if it's from the north or not. Whatever, it's not in Bulgaria, though, apparently. Okay. At around 19 minutes in the Great Hall, when Hagrid stabs the choir director with the fork, you can clearly see that... That his eyes look over the choir. Okay, I don't. I don't know why they're saying choir director. It's, it's just Flitwick. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna refer to her as Hid- uh, Flitwick. Yeah. Around 19 minutes in the Great Hall, when Hag- uh, Hagrid stabs Flitwick with the fork, you can clearly sa- see that his eyes look over the over Flitwick's head. This is because of scaling issues. Robbie Coltrane's reaction as ha- as Hagrid had to be filmed on a blue screen and then later added into the frame. Robbie Coltrane was probably looking at a misplaced marker. Who was supposed to be looking at Adam Maxine? What is he? No, because he stabs. Remember, he stabs. Yes, his but hand. he's looking forward ahead of him. Oh no, because he looks over and he's like, "Oh, sorry." Oh. Okay. Remember? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna go on to the Hogsmeade Journal. I love magic. Hogsmeade Journal time. Okay. Yes. This is um. This is kind of fun. So we've talked about this before. How new. Tilts his head in the movies for some unknown reason, and I found a theory online um, that I think explains it pretty well. So Newt has a head head tilt because he approaches humans the same way that he approaches animals. He has to seem like he is not dom- dominant, so he slouches and tilts his head to appear smaller. Does that make sense? I guess so. And I guess like after a while, you would just develop that habit, especially if he's like shy. Oh, yeah, because he like, probably like. Is- a lot of his life, I bet he was, like, secluded for maybe probably years at a time, like, with animals. Yeah. So that's, like, you know, something he just normally did. Okay, yeah, yeah, which I think is just super cool. Um, that, that's, but, like, like... it just hurts, like, for me to, like, slouch my head like that. It does, too. I don't know how Eddie Redmayne does it. Like, he slouches his head a lot in that movie. I like, don't that know. hurts. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird head... I can't... I would not be surprised if in real life his head is now tilted that way because he had issues when he was filming. Um, sorry if you just heard a mic noise. Okay, so the Elephant House Cafe was the cafe where J.K. Rowling mainly wrote the Harry Potter books. It recently burnt down, but the table that she frequently sat at while writing was salvaged from the wreckage. I bet that's like, devastating for her. Yeah, it's devastating for a lot of people because, like, when you go to England, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you you go there. Like, you know, that's a big tourist spot for Harry you know, Potter like, fans. You know, like, she should buy that table. Yeah, she should. Like, she she should buy the whole cafe. Just so that she can, like, own it. Or, like, yeah, know. like, rebuild it and, like, you know. Harry Potter theme it. That would be cute. I don't know, though. Maybe just leave it the same way it was when she was in there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they could have, like, some sort of special Harry Potter treat. I don't know. Okay, so for today's analysis, we're going to be talking about 10 possible Dumbledore secrets that the title refers to in Fantastic Beasts 3. And this is a screenwriting article. I don't know how good the theories are, but I figured we'd go over it. And I didn't want to read it and spoil it for myself. So let's let's start. Okay, ready? 
Dumbledore's secret son. Now, before we read boah, any of this boah, description, boah. what do you immediately interpret this as? Uh, I interpret this as um, Dumbledore had a child. Okay, good one. With McGonagall. No, 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 no. Dumbledore had an, had an adopted child with Grindelwald. No. <laughs> no. Because Dumbledore is they gay. Weren't, I don't understand. They weren't together though. But he was gay. I know that. Exactly. Then how, so why just, did he get a child? Okay, why let's did... let's see this. Okay. Dumbledore has always been a somewhat unpredictable individual, but the Crimes of Grindelwald features a particularly surprising revelation about the future Hogwarts headmaster. Its final scene sees Credence joining Grindelwald at his base in Austria, where he is informed by the evil dictator that his real name is Aurelius Dumbledore. Uh, quite well... What relation Credence is to Dumbledore is yet to be revealed, but perhaps the most likely option is that he is Dumbledore's son. Credence was born in 1901, when his potential father would have been 19 years old. This ties around the same time that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were allegedly in love. <laughs> okay, you're reading the next one. If Dumbledore had engaged in an affair with an unidentified woman there during this time, then it would be Grindelwald a clear motive for disclosing this information. My theory is that if he actually is related to Dumbledore in any way, and that wasn't just a lie, then I think it is, like, his cousin or something. Also, I think it'd just be, like, a little bit, like, like, complicated. Because he still has to, like, have that child, have an affair or something, or adopt. Yeah, it would have been complicated. Then the baby still has to get somehow into the hands of um like the restraint those strangers yeah they have to make they, or that boat or whatever that random lady on the boat exactly it has to be super complicated and i don't want to have to read so much into it because <gasps> oh my god what are the odds i am big brain right now okay dumbledore sent um what's her ariana dumbledore with his child on the boat when the swap happened yeah aurelius died so he's not really Aurelius. Huh. That's an interesting theory. The, so the lady that the, that the whatever her name, uh, Anita, what is her name? Alita. Alita Strange, uh, like, swapped, is actually, uh, was actually Aurelius Dumbledore, who's now dead. And then uh, the other baby is just some random baby, and it is now Credence. Yeah. Um... And later, Ariana's killed. Okay. So, Ariana's yeah. is dead. That's interesting. Okay. If I can see that, it. If, if uh, according to this part, I'm going to have different yeah. theories for each one. That Yeah, I, that's a good idea. Okay. Nine is Percival's Dum- Percival Dumbledore's imprisonment. Now, really quickly, who's Percival Dumbledore? Because I totally Percival, forgot. Percival, maybe his father? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, look. One of Dumbledore's biggest secrets in the Harry Potter series regards his father's fate. After attacking a group of muggles for bullying his daughter, Percival Dumbledore was imprisoned in Azkaban, considered one of Harry Potter's most dangerous locations, where he remained until his death in 1890. Ashamed by his father's conviction, Albus Dumbledore takes his secret, takes this secret to the grave. With the crimes of Grindelwald ending teasing, ending and then Ending. teasing a dive into Dumbledore's family history, it's possible that an upcoming movie could expand further on Percival's crimes. Perhaps there may have been even further incidents of Percival striking against those who abused his daughter, which Albus has, been, has kept a secret. What I would really like is for this movie to give us, like, flashbacks into Dumbledore's youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, meeting Grindelwald and all that random Also, crud. but, like, I just don't think that it's gonna have to get into Percival Dumbledore. Because the plot is already complicated enough. And, yeah. s- and say they just did that more, then th- that would just be, like, so complicated. Yeah, I agree. And then it's just, like, another unnecessary plot line. Yeah. Like, that needs- it doesn't need to happen. Exactly. Eight, Dumbledore speaks Parseltongue. Largely associated with dark wizards, Parseltongue is a language that very few magical individuals are able to speak. The wizarding world's most notable Parseltongue speakers are perhaps Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. But there could be another famous wizard who possesses this ability. In the Harry Potter in the Harry Potter book Halfway Prince, Dumbledore takes Harry on a journey through the members of Bob Ogden, the memory, where they witness a, a conversation in Parseltongue between the Gaunt family. 
Not only does Dumbledore appear to understand what they are saying, but he even echoes their words to Harry in their language. This appears to suggest that Dumbledore is a native Parseltongue speaker, which was later confirmed in a 2007 interview with Bloomsbury, making it a secret that the third Fantastic Beasts can make official. Okay, so the next theory, I know what it is, and it's just so dumb because this has already been confirmed, but... Seven, Dumbledore is gay. This has already been confirmed. Dumbledore is in love with Grindelwald. Grindelwald is basically taking advantage of Dumbledore to get his power. I don't, there's no point of even reading this one because it's, it's already been confirmed. Wait, I don't think, I don't think Grindelwald was at first taking advantage of Dumbledore. I think they actually did love each other at first. I don't think Grindelwald. But then, but then they both came up with the, with the plan for the greater good, but then Dumbledore switched sides eventually and that's when he Well, I'm pretty sure the theory was, the, the main theory is that. Dumbledore loved Grindelwald, but Grindelwald, like, never, never loved him. It was more like... It like a blood pact. I know, but I think that... That's true. That Exactly. I, I think that's what the theory is pointing to. It's I, I like, think they were we'll both, learn more about it in this. I do think that they were both gay, and I think that they did both love each other, but I don't think that Grindelwald was, like, using him at first. I don't know. I guess we'll learn in this movie, right? Um, okay, number six. Dumbledore's Boggart. As- 100% the bogger is just going to be, like, our, uh, Ariana's dead body. Yeah. Okay, you read the first paragraph. As creatures who take the form of a person's darker, darkest fears, boggarts can reveal a significant amount about a witch or wizard. Whilst it is yet to be uh, shown on screen what shape the creature takes for Dumbledore, J.K. Rowling has pre- previously hinted that Albus's bogger may hit, may hit closer to home. The creature is said to shapeshift into the corpse of Dumbledore's sister, Ariana, who is the source of one of the wizard's darkest secrets. Dumbledore feels personal re- personally responsible for Ariana's death as she was killed in the crossfire of a three-way duel between Albus, his brother Aberforth, and Grindelwald. With Newt's deep passion for magical creatures, it's possible that he could track down one of these boggarts and Albus's greatest fear could be exposed. What do you think of this one? I think it could be kind of true, but, like, I don't think, like, I think it just, like, have to happen by accident. Because I don't think Newt would just, like, go out of his way just to find out what his fear, what Dumbledore's fear is. Yeah, I, it would be a little bit out of character for Newt, who, like, really doesn't care about people and only cares about animals. <laughs> so, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't really care what Dumbledore's bugger is. Like, we already know, we already have a pretty good guess about what it is, and it would just be confirming what we kind of already know. So, I don't really care about that one. Okay, five. Taking credit for others' work. Taking credit for other people's work, people's accomplishments, may be a trait more commonly associated with Gilderoy Lockhart, but Dumbledore is guilty of this sin. Rita Skeeter's in-universe book, The The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, features an interview with the wizard Ivor Dillonsby, who states that he determined eight of the uses for dragon's blood before Albus stole his notes and claimed all of the credit. Dumbledore's secret portrayal of Ivor's trust can make an interesting plot point in the upcoming movie. New is an accomplished author, and with plagiarism, a particular major issue in literature, he is likely to take a stern view on those who steal others' ideas. Albus having a... Uh, Albus having passed off somebody else's work as his own is therefore likely to cause a rift between himself and his former student. I like that theory, actually. That it's uh-huh. like, like, like Newt would not approve of it, so that would cause a rift between him and Dumbledore. I like that theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Give me the story. Okay. okay. Um, Alright. Okay, so... The next one is Dumbledore's illegal skills. Now, what do you think this is about before we read it? Dumbledore used to star in a hit reality TV show where he- Law and Order. Magic Edition. Magic Edition. Magic and Order. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore may be more widely known as one of Hogwarts' most powerful professors, but the wizard is also a skilled lawyer. The fifth Harry Potter movie, Order of the Phoenix, sees Dumbledore attend Harry during his- defend Harry during his trial for using underage magic. He displays a considerable amount of legal knowledge during the proceedings as he tears the prosecution's arguments to shreds. The Fantastic Beast franchise takes place during a period where the future Hogwarts headmaster should be a member of the Wizarding Court of Law known as Wizengamot, which makes it curious that Dumbledore has yet to mention his legal standings. With Albus having assisted Newt in breaking his travel ban in the previous movie, it seems that uh, his 
secret lock where could be exposed. As is placed in the Wizengamot is thrown into jail. Why would we need to know that? Why is I that know, even right? on here? No one cares. Yeah, nobody cares about his legal skills. <laughs> what does that matter? It's, exactly. What does that matter at all to the overarching plot? That's so unimportant. If they go into something like that, then they must be completely out of ideas or don't know how to answer these questions because that would be so dumb. Here, Vaughn, why don't you read the the first uh, set? Uh, one of the, okay, uh, Dumbledore's evil ambition. That's number three. Okay, well, we already knew he had an evil ambition, but but he eventually just got rid of it. What? What? For the for the greater good. Oh, that was his evil ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exactly. like where like he would conquer the human world and like have wizards rule over everybody. Mm-hmm. One of Dumbledore's most famous achievements in uh, is taking down Grindelwald. However, that uh, what the wizarding community may not realize is that these former friends were once on the same side. Before becoming one of the w- wizarding world's greatest heroes, Bon, you were talking unnaturally fast. On partnering with Grindelwald to rule over the Muggles, something which he has kept secret ever since. Yeah, except for we know it. So why would we need to relearn that? It's hard to imagine what the wizarding world may have been like if two of Harry Potter's most overpowered characters had teamed up. Thankfully, Albus currently acts as one of Newt's most loyal allies in the Fantastic Beasts franchise, with both with, with both wizards keen to stop Grindelwald's evil plans. It is possible that Grindelwald could use this dark secret against Albus in the third movie, however, and spread an air of mistrust between himself and Newt. Dumbledore's invisibility powers. What does That's that That's number mean? two. Exactly. What's the point of this? Yeah. Okay. As arguably the wizarding world's most powerful wizard, Dumbledore has a remarkable skill set. One of his lesser-known capabilities is his ability to turn invisible. Whilst the first Harry Potter book features a scene where Dumbledore cl- discloses his invisibility, invisibility powers uh, to Harry, uh, the movie version of Albus is notably more secret- secretive about the skill. What book? That exact. Why is this important? Wait, what book does he go invisible? What book? And how? When, oh, how does he go invisible? The first like Harry that? Potter book, because he's sitting in the uh, room with the mirror of Erised, and he's all like, "Oh, I don't need an invisibility cloak to be invisible, Harry." Oh. Well, Gr- with uh, I'll do it. With Grindelwald's army of followers continuing to increase, Albus, the Fantastic Beasts third movie would seem like a good time for Dumbledore to reveal this hidden ability. Powers of invisibility could prove to be a valuable asset in the fight against the wizarding dictator, with Albus perhaps being used, being able to use these capabilities to listen in on his old friend's plans undetected. Alright, number one is Dumbledore's army, which, look at this child's face in this picture. Also, <gasps> look at, this kid is looking directly into the camera. This kid is looking just shocked. Yeah, she's no like reason. a little girl, like, with her fingers like, straight, straight into the camera, like, what is this thing? Yeah, what, I don't, that is the most dumb picture I've ever seen. I'm gonna copy and paste down to our website. I don't know, it might be copyrighted. Is it, do you think it's copyrighted? Uh, well, I mean. No, I don't I care. I screen ring I'm it. putting it on our website. <laughs> I'm putting it on our if website. If you don't know it's copyrighted, then don't do it. Then but... how did screen ring get this picture? Okay. I'll put it on our website so you guys can see it. On the episode. A major plot point of Harry Potter's fifth film concerns the notion of a Dumbledore's army. The idea that Dumbledore had formed a secret group of students. Oh. Oh. Hold on. What did you just do? Okay. Uh, had formed a secret group of, stu- group of students to overthrow the Ministry of Magic. While in, order, while in the Order of, Fe- of the Phoenix, this turns out to be the work of Harry Potter under Dumbledore's name. On an earlier occasion, Albus did actually set up his own army of Hogwarts pupils. During the time of Grindelwald's rise to power, Albus decided to use his position as Hogwarts' defense against the Dark Arts teacher to train students against the wizard dictator. With Fantastic Beasts' present time following the adventures of Albus Dumbledore's student Newt, it's possible that Fantastic Beasts 3 will explore more of Dumbledore's teaching career and give a clearer look into his secret ulterior motives. So, how do we feel about all of these as a whole? Okay, so some of them are dumb. Two of them we probably already know. Yes. Um, you know. And then they hundred. didn't even include the one where it's like Dumbledore killed Ariana. Which I love that theory, and I really think that that's going to be confirmed. I think the th- I think it's just going to be. I think it's going to be Aberforth. You really think Ariana. so? Why? Well, I mean, why would you think it would be Dumbledore or Grindelwald? Because that would just have so many more... Imp- for me, for me, Grindelwald, that just wouldn't add any more depth to his character. Exactly. That would just, like, 
like add to his evilness or whatever that that, that would just wouldn't matter dumbledore it could, it, I mean, that would add so many psychological implications for dumbledore but like like the ultimate plot twist would be just like actually it was aberforth really like he's the one you'd least expect that's true I'd most expect Dumbledore, second most expect Grindelwald, and then least expect Aberforth. And what if Aberforth did it on purpose? Oh, did you think about that? I didn't think about that. That would be pretty cool, though. Okay, yeah. So that is it for our Fantastic Beasts 3 Screen Rant article review. Not that great of an article, I'll be completely honest with you guys. But if you're listening and you wrote this article, good job. Good job for coming up good with some theories. Good Wait, job. Wait, let's see, let's see who the author is. Sean, I think it's, hold on. Wait, we have to see, we have to It know. is Sean Bassett. Sean Bassett, you did an amazing job. Amazing. Props to you. Props to you, dude. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really like these. Okay, so How let's. How dare you? You you, did, you tarnished the name of, of I John. Know. Of, I tarnished of Sean the name Bassett. Sean Bassett. I'm so sorry. But anyway, so, uh, so now on Anchor, we have this thing where we can. We can set up a listener poll or Q&A on an episode. Bonnie, you are moving around so much, and the <laughs> listeners are probably dying. Okay, so I got an idea. Okay, so Basically, the question- only if you're listening on Spotify can you participate in the listener poll. But if you want to participate and aren't listening on Spotify, just email us. And then we'll add your answer to the listener poll count. And then we can announce the poll count in the next episode, which I think would be so fun. Wait, is it, there's no way to, like, actually just, like... Like no, have you have to. Yeah, it has to. It can only be on Spotify because okay. the people who own Spotify also own Anchor. So if you're not listening on Spotify, like I said, just email us and we can add your answer to the total. Okay. So what question, question do we want to do? Should we? Let's do. Um, is Aurelia is is Credence actually Aurelia's Dumbledore or no? Oh wait, no, no. I I have a better one. What if we do? Who killed Ariana? And oh. then we have Dumbledore, Grindelwald, or. Wait, let's do or, Albus, Geller, or or Aberforth. I think that's a good one. All right, mm-hmm. let's do that. Okay, so we're going to add that poll. Please um, please answer the poll. I think that would be so cool if you guys all could. And like I said, if you're not on Spotify, totally okay. Just email us your answer. And this poll is going to be up for, let's do one week. Uh-huh. And we can re- reveal the answers in, I don't know, next week or something. Maybe we'll add one to every episode and we'll just eventually yeah it'll be cool all right so you can email us at inside hogwartspod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode and just the question that we just asked leave us a quick review and rating on apple Podcasts. it would help us out so much and we will love you forever and (laughs) what else um check out our website inside hogwarts.com it has all of our episodes there and i think that is it thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye Listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.